Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, Blog Talk listeners. Welcome to Double Dip Tuesday with the Ladder House Bible Enrichment Hour. First, I would like to give honor to God and thank Him for this day. And to you, my sisters and brothers who are listening, I would like to give a shout-out to our sponsors, President of Granny's Place, Sister Beverly Beasley, and her pastor, Reverend Richard Terry. Also, I want to shout-out to Minister Joel Lewis of the Shady Grove Primitive Baptist Church and also to Dr. Shelton Carter, founder of this great network, the Anointed Ministry of the Latter House. Uh, we have had our New Day call, which is every morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time. We are here at the number 605-475-4730. The access code is 937-429. Here on Mondays through Fridays, we get to fellowship. We get to share our favorite scriptures. We get to just learn of the Word of God and Dr. Carter comes on and gives us some inspiration and some teaching for the day. So if you're not busy or if you are in, able to join us and you're transit to work or at work, or just come and join us every Monday through Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time, we would love to have you. Tonight I want to start out with a scripture Tonight I'll be reading uh, John uh, 1, which says, In the beginning was the word, uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness was not has not overcome it. There was a man named sent from God whose name was John, he came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him our light witness to testify concerning that the light might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though he the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, and his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human descent, 
her husband's will, but him of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and the only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I have read you first John I mean John one through fourteen. May God have a blessing to the hearers and doers of his holy word. Thank you so much again for joining us tonight. Uh, our founder and overseer is none other than the doc, Dr. S.D. Carter. We here at the Letter House keep our man of God covered by praying for him daily. Yes, weekdays too, weekends too. We have set aside a special time of the day, 5.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. So that means that whatever time zone you're in, someone is praying for our man of God and our awesome network. For more information about the network, opportunities, comments, prayer requests, Bible study, please let, like us on Facebook at Our Letter House, where you can also find upcoming events and daily inspirations. Feel free to email, even write us with questions, concerns that you may have. Maybe you might have a subject that you want Pastor to teach on, or you might just want to say hello and share how you've been enjoying and benefiting from the network call. Uh, and then you can email us at the lhwork at gmail dot com. Dr. Carter would love to hear how he, he he's been. Uh, you've been blessed by his teachings, or you could even just uh, say hello to him, and he would love to hear from you. Just to know that you are thinking about him, just to know that you are learning from him, just to know that you are joining in with the Ladder House New Day Call. We want to thank God for giving Dr. Carter the vision, and that vision is to restore virtue to a society that is barren of spiritual and moral excellence. We believe that as we link with individuals, associations, and corporations, that we will effectively build a network of kingdom advancers and entrepreneurs, manifesting works globally that will be stations of empowerment, through media, technology, and other creative platforms in traditional and non-traditional settings. We believe we will effectively reach a multitude of ethnic, multicultural generations. So we thank you for your partnership, for your attendance, faith, and seed, which also allows us the privilege to advance this cause across the nation by connecting purposes. We have been asked to see uh, $5 a day or um, $25 a week or whatever God leads you to sow into this ministry. We would appreciate it greatly, and you will be beneficial from it. Again, we thank God for giving Pastor the vision for this great network. Um, we see we have some callers on tonight, and uh, we're going to ask, we've been asked to ask you, wonderful people of the network, our family, to participate by uh, reading. We need two readers tonight. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, if I can get some volunteers to do that for me. 
Yes. I'll be glad to. Is that Brother Joe? Yes, it is. Well, good evening, Brother Joe. Thank you so much for your services in volunteering. We would, we would love to have your lovely voice on the line tonight. Thank you for joining us also. I need one more that will be readily available to read to us, read for us. I'll read. One more, one more. I will read. Is that Lacey? This is Amber. Amber? Oh, hi, Amber! How are you? Long time I hear from. I'm so glad you joined us tonight. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Oh, well, thank God you have joined us tonight. It is so wonderful to hear your voice. Oh, we've been missing you and praying for you, and thank God for you. Amen. All right, all right. Um, there is a pastoral prayer that we do daily for our pastor at, as I said, 5.30 in the a.m. and 5.30 in the p.m. Do I have a reader tonight of the pastoral prayer? Okay. Well, as you may know, Sister Carolyn is going to be unable to join us um, for a couple of weeks now. She's taken on an assignment, and uh, she will um, be might be on with us tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and um, read the pastoral prayer since I don't have a reader. I'm going to read it. Okay. And this is... Sister Velma calling in from Dallas. All right, Sister Velma, thank you. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. We thank you, Father, for your man, Pastor Shelton D. Cotter, and the Letter House vision. We thank you, Father, that you have predestined him to restore virtues and societies bearing of spiritual and moral excellence. We thank you, Father, for directing his steps and giving him a spirit of excellence. Continue to give him a hearing ear to teach and speak the written and revealed word of God to your people. Circumcise his ear for your glory and good pleasure. We declare and decree that no external or internal weapons formed against him will prosper. Every emotional, physical, physiological, financial, or spiritual weapons formed against him are destroyed now. Your word declares that whoever wars against him, that you would war against them. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Therefore, through prayer, praise, worship, prophetic declarations, and every weapon you supplied us with, through your Holy Spirit, we declare our pastor free to serve you in the beauty of holiness. We, for we pull down every stronghold and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God concerning Dr. Shelton D. Carter. Every argument against him we bring down into captivity and obedience of Christ. On behalf of your son and our pastor, we come against every obstacle of pride that comes that keeps the people of God from intimately knowing you, every rebellious thought, 
we bring under the subjection of the Lordship of Christ Jesus every internal enemy that comes to scatter the flock, seeking to make self-disciples among the congregation, we declare illegal. We speak that your anointing destroys every yoke in his life, over his children's life, his family and ministry. We decree and declare by the anointing of the Spirit of God that our plans, alliances, strategies, demonic forces, false, evil, and selfish motives are exposed and that every hindrance be removed. Every witch, warlock, or soothsayer, both spiritual and natural, be removed off of Dr. Carter, and therefore its power broken. Pastor is free from all yokes of bondage, fear, poverty, generational, and demonic curses. We resist every spirit that acts as a gatekeeper to his soul. We renounce any further association passed down from generation to generation, biological, physiological, physiologically, spiritually, or any unknown force that comes against him. We, the people of God, declare him blessed, and therefore we communicate in all good things concerning him, according to Galatians. Therefore, we may we make holy garments for your man, according to your word and commandment for glory and beauty. We, your people, declare Dr. Shelton D. Carter blessed and abundantly supplied. In Jesus' name, I'll pray glory, dominion, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Sister Selma, for reading that prayer for us. Thank God. We continually pray that prayer over our pastor daily, twice a day. And if you feel like you do it three times a day, just as long as we keep him covered and keep him lifted up before God. Because we know that the uh, enemy is busy trying to do what he can, going to and fro to kill and destroy our men of God. And we just want to just keep him covered. We know that he is covered by the blood, but with our prayers, he's double covered. And I wanted to, uh, I have something that I ran across today while I was reading, and I would like to share it with uh, with you all tonight. It says, a prayer to break the curses. It says, Father, in the name of Jesus, I know I've sinned. We all have sinned. But I know this. You love me so much, you sent Jesus Christ to pay for pay the price for all my sins. Right now, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Say to Satan, get out of my life, get out of my mind, get out of my spirit, get out of my body, get out of my home, get out of my family, get out of my finances, get out of my future. I declare in the name by the blood, every curse, every family curse is broken and reversed. Joy is mine. Peace is mine. Health is mine. Happiness is mine. It's our mine. Not Sunday, but today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I thought that was profound. And I, I really, I, I have this now mounted at my work uh, at my house, and I will place it everywhere I'm going to be where I can see it, just declaring that 
I want the devil to leave me alone. I want all these curses to be uh, null and void, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Uh, That's what I have shared tonight. Now the floor is open for anyone who would like to give a testimony on the goodness of God. Uh, If you have a favorite scripture or if you want to rehearse some of the things that Dr. Carter has been teaching us, or just a share, the floor is open. Hello, everyone. Just Samantha. I wanted to say hi to the family. Um, and just thanking God for just everything that he does. Um, I thank God just for covering covering me. And because where I live at, there's a lot of fires going on right now. And um, I just thank God that I was able to just pray and go to bed because I believed when I did it, and I believed that it wouldn't come down the hill, it wouldn't cross, it do whatever. But I thank God um, for safety, and I, I bless God because it seemed like every week is some kind of disaster going on somewhere. And um, my sister was also one of the ones in Texas that was evacuated, and I thank God that nothing happened to her place, everything was well. So I'm just I'm just blessing God for just his covering and his safety. When you put it in his hands, it stays there. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Samantha. We just praise God for your safety. Hello, everybody. Um, this is Samantha. Hello. To say hi. Can you all hear me? Yes. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, but we're having a little static in the line tonight. I don't know what is wrong with the phone line, but please excuse me and go ahead and speak uh, up tonight. Go ahead. The floor is open to you. Go ahead. You have the floor. All right. Well, this is the Velma. Again, uh, first of all, I give an honor to God and thanking Him for uh, being an awesome, wonderful, magnificent, wee God. Okay, um, I wanted to say that uh, let you all know and ask that you all keep us in prayer. The uh, the trial for Bu- uh, Buffy's murder trial is next on the third of October. Okay. So I've been, like, really busy and just busy. I could wipe the hole in the wall or something, you know, and just going and going and going. And, and I've been uh, doing my praise dance and just singing unto the Lord, just me and God. And and uh, in my spirit is it, saying that uh, justice will be served for um, Buffy, of course, and that we will have closure and um and then everything else that God has for these children will manifest itself in their lives in the name of Jesus because uh, we have been uh, uh, through H-E-double and back <laughs> in the name of Jesus. And when I say if it had not been for the Lord, and I'm not, I don't mean to ever think that it's just me going through something because it's not about me, you know. It's all about the Lord, and, and through this, God has really strengthened my relationship with him so I can testify to that. And and I just thank God for my time with him in the word and everything. So um, the same scripture that Pastor asked for us to read over him, uh, uh, you know, to pray over him and his family is Psalms 27, 
that is also the one that have gotten me to where I am right now. In the name of Jesus, because the enemies were coming like 40 going south, and uh, some of them in my face daily. And if they needed me, I would turn right around and be right there for the young man. You know, and it's still like that to the day. So I know it's God. It's not me. You know, so I just wanted to share that with you guys, and I thank God for the um, for my faith walk. My faith has been uh, stronger in the Lord because it's all about, uh, you know, all about Jesus Christ, my Savior. So I just wanted to share that with you guys, and and of course the uh, scripture is Psalms twenty seven, in the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Sister Velma. We we uh, needed to hear all of that, and we are with you every step of the way. We keep you lifted up in prayer as well, and we thank God for your strength, and we are continually to pray for your strength, continue to pray for victory in whatever that you need victory in, because God will make a way, and he's done it so many times, and just I want to admonish you to keep the faith and keep on trusting him. Keep on taking him everywhere you go. You know he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. So just keep him with you at all times. Every time you just want to say, talk to him, just look to your right, look to your left. Say, Lord, I know you got me. I know you're right here with me. Amen? Amen. 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 Anybody else want to share tonight? Uh, The floor is open for you to share, for you to give us. Uh, what's been burning on your heart? If you just want to say hello to me or let me know you're there and where you're calling from, the floor is open. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. And then this is this is Tanya in Los Angeles. I want Hi, to tell you Tanya. All, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing better. I'm doing good. All right. Praise God. I- I want to thank you all for keeping me up in prayer um, with the things that I've, you know, been going through spiritually and in my body. But I just want to, you know, thank you guys for, you know, just keeping me lifted and um, and thanking God for moving in my life. He, he the, I'm settled now. I finally got a place. I done moved in. Um, I thank God yeah. that. He allowed me to see my 50th birthday on the 22nd of September. All so right. I, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. So I just wanted to get on and tell you guys thank you. And, you know, I really missed you guys, you know, I'm just going through, you know, and um, still standing, but I'm going through. Uh, I was going through. But I I just wanted to say thank you and just give you guys a little testimony um, of my um, moving in and you know God blessed me to see my fiftieth birthday. So. Amen, amen. God bless you, Sister Tanya. You know uh, it's such an encouragement to hear that you're keeping your hands in God's hand and keeping your faith strong because you know as long as you trust Him, like I just said, as long as you keep Him. Keep walking with him. He's going to do what he said he's going to do, and he's going to be with you, and he's going to make a way for you. So uh, have no doubt about that. There's no Amen. doubt in him. Yes, <laughs> and he is, May I say he is something? Not Hi. Hi, y'all. 
I just wanted to, I'm just sitting here just smiling from ear to ear. I just prayed about Sister Tanya this morning. She had been on my heart and my spirit, and I was praying for my sister, and I said, you know, y'all know what I said to God. I said, God, I want to hear from her. And uh, I I was busy around this house. Oh, God. And I was busy, and, and then, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to get everything situated so I can be in my quiet and get on the blog talk radio so I can receive. And, but I, and then to hear Sister Tanya get on him, baby, glory to God. God, thank you, thank you. I, I just love you, sweetheart, and just know you are in our prayers, and God is at work, and he definitely is in control, no matter what is going on around us. You know, yeah. and so so massing them up there with all those fires and stuff, baby. I've been praying for the for the uh, windows of heaven to open up and and, and just oh, just quick right now in the name of Jesus. So woo, you all are in our prayers, and I just thank God and I love you, Sister Tanya. You just keep holding on, Sister. That's what we have to do. Woo, thank you, Lord. <clears throat> This morning, 1 John 4 and 8, God is love, 
and he loves us. He loves us unconditionally. As long as we are faithful and loving and trusting and believing in his word, he's he just a God that just loves us. Even when we don't deserve to be loved, you know? Even when we just get out of his will or be rebellious or just don't do the things that uh, we're supposed to do, he still loves us. And I thank each and every one of you for loving each other for just showing kindness and caring and fellowshipping with each other because that's what we are here for. That's what we should do. That's what our command is. We should love one another. We should show love. We should continue to pray for each other. We should be here for each other. That and whatever we need, one can call the other and say, "Hey, sister, I'm in need of this. Hey, sister, can you pray for me? Hey, sister, I was just thinking about you. You know." It, there's many forms and many ways that you can show love to each and every one of us here uh, at the latter house. And that's what we're all about, just being loving and kind and fellowship and, and just wonderfully um, loving each other. And that's what our command is, to just love one another. So I admonish you on a daily basis, if you think about your sister, if you uh, feel the need to pray for your sister, if you just feel the need to open up and call your brother, or you just need to uh, uh, pray for Dr. Carter, or pray for Sister Samantha, or pray for any any one of us here on this line, and those that are attached to the latter house, feel free to do so. You know, feel free to just uh, call up on their name. Call them out by name and ask God to bless them, to be with them, to keep them, to carry them. And just whatever way you feel that they need. Sometimes we don't even have to know that they have a need. And if they come across your mind, just pray for them. Say a prayer. It don't have to be long. Uh, Bless my sister. Bless my brother. You know, uh, give them a call. You know, that that's that's what our command is, to love one another. The floor is still open for anyone who has anything else they want to share with us tonight. We will receive it. I, I just I wanted to say one more thing, too. I'll uh, just piggyback on what you said about, you know, calling someone and blessing them. I, I just want to make a... A public announcement for Shanine, my cousin. She she has such a sweet spirit and a caring heart. And, I mean, she always have called me. The, the time that I've been out, she, she's been calling me and been checking on me just to see, you know, how I'm going, you know, if I needed anything or, you know. So I just, I just want to uh, thank God for Shanine as well for just taking the extra mile. And um, you know, when I cross her mind or spirit, she she don't hesitate to call me and check on me and and make sure that I'm 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 doing well. You know, trying to figure out what else she can help me do to help my body and stuff like that. So, I just want to you know, uh, uh, thank God for her, thank God for Shanine, and 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 tell her thank you. You know, I don't know if she's on the line, but just you know, I bless God for her. So I just want to say that. Well, thank you, and I'm sure that she thanks you also. And uh, I also thank God for Sister Shanine. She has such a beautiful spirit. I always call her my angel because whenever I need her or I need to get something from her, she's just readily available. She doesn't complain. She doesn't uh, 
or be mean and say I'm not going to do it. Or She's just a wonderful person, and I thank God for putting her in all of our lives because uh, without her, my health wouldn't be as getting as better, getting getting better as it is. And uh, when I think about it, and if, if I need something from her, I can always just text her or call her and say, sis, can you tell me what to do about this or can you help me with that? And, and, and it's so wonderful to have a person in your life like that. It's so wonderful to know that someone really cares and uh Will take care, help take you, take care of you, and as you take care of yourself, and as God takes care of us all. So I'm going to see if our pastor is ready to for me to yield the floor to him. Uh, pastor, are you ready? If I'm not, I'm gonna be. <laughs> okay. I, I, my statement was I would let you know when I was ready, but I was on. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we can keep fellowshipping if you like until you get ready. I would dare not. (laughs) Dare not. Just make sure you read in the future as we rehearse. Amen. Okay. Good good evening, everybody. And uh, I'm gathering myself at the same time with you. Um, I got a Bible somewhere. Um, yes. And so uh, I don't know who was who, who on tonight, but I want to say God bless everybody that took the time out to um, hear from God. Amen. Um, to hear from God. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's what we're gathered to do. We want to hear from God. We don't want to hear from man. And God has a way of speaking to all of us uniquely, differently, sovereignly, um, uniquely. And, um, I thank God that he has a way of just, you know, touching us and meeting us right where we need him the most. Uh, I, I try to get on because I like to sometimes hear the people and hear if so I could touch where they're at, but oftentimes I can't because I'm, I try to disguise that I'm not on, but I get on, I'm brushed to the front. But, however, I want to see where the people were. Um, one is, Mr. Shanine, God bless you. Um, I kind of unofficially gave her some more responsibility today, and uh, <laughs> I gave her what I would deem as a great task um, because it deals with uh, me, and it deals with me directly. And um, But she has the patience, she has the grace, and the saints of God has the prayer to support her and back her in this mission of hers that is so awesome and Amen. And that uh, you all will pray for her and cover her and guide her as she her path. Amen. And go to the next level. Um, especially uh, next level. You know, we're talking about next level living, how to get to that next level. Sister Latendra was talking a little bit about it, whether she knows it or not. Um, just being um, watchful over yourselves, watchful over your. Uh, uh, the Bible says that we are to. Um, be sober-minded, we're to be vigilant, and we're to be watchful, and watchful um, because our enemy, the adversary, the Bible says, is seeking whom he may devour. And the devastation that comes to us is sometimes strategic, but it is, although it's strategic, it is not something that is, um, uh, you know, surprising. 
Sister Chan was talking about her, her taking care of herself and being wise in these days and, and uh, as it relates to our body function and, and taking care of our bodies and those kind of things. Well, that's part of being watchful. Sometimes we're so spiritual that we're not missing the things that are actually killing us. And the Bible says that the thief comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. And he's destroying a lot of us because we don't have the energy to fight. Come on. We don't have the energy to fight. We don't have the will to fight. We don't have the information to fight. We don't have the resources to fight. And sadly, we don't have the health to fight. And so every time we take care of ourselves physically, um, mentally, health-wise even, that we are preparing and we are equipping ourselves for a fight, but not only for the fight, but we're also equipping ourselves for the praise. We are a praise. We are a praise. We are a praise. The fact that you are alive today is a praise. Somebody, you know, if, if your health would have had its way, your history would have had its way, you wouldn't be here. But God so fit that he intervened and he interrupted every plot, every plan, every schism that the enemy had for you. And I just want to remind every single one of you that you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are the sheep of God's pasture. You are the apple of God's eye. You are, you are, you are. And and so while we're celebrating pastor, while we're celebrating others, I want you to take just a minute out to celebrate yourself. Celebrate you. You you're great. You're great. You 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 you've done some wrong things, but you've been good to you. You were so good to you that you decided to recover. You were so good to you, you decided to bounce back. You were so good to you that you decided not to die and live for Christ. You you need to celebrate you. Because all the work that was done, you did it. You did it. You did it. And and if you did it, I just want to remind you that you can do it. You can do it, man. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> and then whatever your it is, I just want to remind you tonight that you can do it. Turn to Psalms really quick. Psalms 1. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Somebody say, I can do it. I can do it. You can do it. Whatever is facing you, whatever is intimidating you, but you know you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this moment that we have to share together in ministry, in praise, in revelation, in inspiration. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being Lord of our lives, Lord over this moment, Lord over this ministry. I thank you, Father, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I thank you, Father, that you look beyond faults and you see needs, Father, solve needs, Father. I thank you, Father, for your amazing grace tonight. I thank you, Father, for your assurance of faith and salvation. I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit who is our constant companion and friend. I thank you, Father, that you would lend him to us for such a time as this, that he would walk with us and talk with us throughout this time in the spirit. 
I bless you, Father, for every person that calls themselves partner, relate, relating to us in ministry, in vision, in time, in purpose, in destiny. I want to thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you are illuminating those people, Father, that are under the sound of my voice, that, that not with just the revelation that you give to me, but that you are opening their ears to hear, Father, on a level that would not be possible, Father, unless your spirit had welcomed them. So thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless you. I give you praise, glory, and honor. Now make our time fruitful in the spirit tonight, we pray. In Jesus' awesome name. So I love the Lord says, amen, amen, amen. 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 I, need, I, 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 I believe there are at least three, four, five of y'all on here tonight. And I just want to hear uh, just from at least three of you tonight something that you like about you and that you're so proud of you about. I want to hear you celebrate you tonight. And I want to hear you do that, and I want you to hear you do it with conviction and clarity. Is Sister Carolyn on? Amen. I know she's not by no means shy or timid as it relates to talking about herself. A lot of times people think to talk about yourself is to be arrogant or pompous. But, baby, if you don't celebrate you, who will? If you're waiting on somebody else to celebrate you, David said it like this. David was at a point of all-time low in all men, even the men he helped out, even the men he encouraged, even the men he built up. Amen. The Bible says that they came from war. And after they came from war and winning the battle under David's leadership, David had led them into victory, victory that would uh, reflect on their family, victory that would show up in their generations, that victory. And, but yet after that victory, they came home to find out that the enemy had creeped into the house, creeped into the camp, and that it had burnt the camp down and stole and actually kidnapped their, their wives and those, their children. And they began to demonize David. So on one minute, they're celebrating as a conquering general, but then on the next end, they're demonizing him based upon the things that happened to them. Demonize him because the things that happened to them happened to not only them, but it also happened to David. The issue was that David didn't get a chance to, to mourn. David didn't get a chance to be sad because David was the blame. He was the blame. They were saying, look, if... You, if we hadn't been out to battle with you and fighting with you, standing for your cause, we wouldn't have never had to deal with this or that. When the reality is, how many of you know there's always going to be some challenge you've got to face? It's just that when people go through things, they're always looking for someone to blame. That is immaturity, number one. But, and we're not of the immature set. We are maturing in Christ. We are growing in Christ. And that's why we're here. We're not here to mark or waste time. We're here because we're growing. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing. So much so that when David didn't make excuses, when the men turned on him, David didn't judge. The Bible says that David strengthened himself, strengthened himself. And the way he strengthened himself was he encouraged himself. And to encourage himself, he had to first seize himself or take self-control, if you will, and say, okay, I know that people are pointing fingers at me. And I know people are blaming me for everything that is wrong in their life. And so and I know, I'm, but yet I am the leader. And so I'll take the weight of the responsibility of leadership, although it's not my fault, but yet I'll take the responsibility. And David first, in order to get them back or to recover what they lost, David had to first strengthen himself. Because before you can help somebody else, you got to help you. You got to help you. Before you can help somebody else, you have to help somebody else become stronger. You've got to become stronger. 
and you cannot rest in the hope that somebody's always going to chase you down, run you down, and come after you. Because sometimes people get hurt too, and people get wounded too. And there may be a time that although I may want to come and build you up, I might be going through so much I may not be able to build you up. Sometimes you have to build somebody else up. Are you understanding me? But you can't lift no one if you don't have any strength. And if you're strong this month and then every other month you're weak and then every other two months you're you're falling, then there's something wrong with your Christianity, and we need to work on that aspect of your lives and build you up in the spirit. Because, again, we're in a war, and when you're in battle, you need to know that if you fall out, that there is somebody that will come back, pick you up, straddle you, put them on your shoulder, and carry you to the end. But if I carry you this month, and then I carry you next month, and then I carry you the month after that, then the month after that, then the month after that, I don't even preserve the right to get sick because I can't get sick because I can't trust that you're going to be healthy enough, amen, to bring me noodles, to bring me soup, to bring me meal. Because every other day, David said, look, I know you're blaming me, but I'm going to strengthen myself now. I know I can't depend on you to do it. So I'm going to strengthen me because the whole, the holistic thing is that I got to get to the other side. I got to finish this fight. I got to run the race. And so therefore, let me, let me herald, let me build, let me announce, let me celebrate myself. We celebrate me. I, I celebrated every other person that was strong. Maybe my strength is, is, a, is a factor of my celebration because in order to help somebody else become strong, you can't build them up if you're tearing them down. And so the only way to make them stronger is you have to build them. You have to pour into them. You have to minister into them. Well, wait a minute. I have to minister into me too because what if the missionary don't show up? What if the elders don't show up and lay hands on the sick? Shall I die? I got to build me now. I got to build me. Why? So I could be the perfect fit. Because God is calling me to something, for something. He's trying to assemble me. And he's trying to assemble me so I could become, become a necessary part to a strong force. And in order to do so, I'm going to have to build myself at this time. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many times, you'd be surprised, I mean, honestly, how many times, how many times I didn't even have bread to eat. I didn't have food, food to eat. I didn't have drink. I didn't have finance. I didn't have, I didn't have housing. I didn't have a vehicle. I didn't have nothing. And I ministered to people, built them up in their faith, helped them save their house, save their lives, save their marriages. Save a whole bunch of stuff when I was dying myself. There's a, a film that we watched that I push on my leaders to watch so that they would be cognitive, and that's Keepers of the Flame. And it, 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 it deals with the light of Israel going out. Um, I saw it in the sentence where we watched it, and, again, the light of Israel was the leadership. Likewise, do you remember the story of... Uh, Eli, where Eli was, had the priesthood in Samuel, and 
the Bible says that Eli teaches that Eli lost his priesthood, and the reason he lost his priesthood was because his sons in ministry were vile. The Bible says, "Well, the sons," and and so the Bible says that not only were they vile, they were vile, and they caused the and so the light was going out in the tabernacle. The light was going out in the tabernacle, and the father Eli did not restrain his sons from the degraded life that they were living, and so, and so. When he did not restrain them, that light that was supposed to be burning in the temple was going out. The light was going out. I met with a group of people on this Saturday, and I realized that the light was really alive. The light was on fire. It didn't take a bunch of fanfare. It didn't take a bunch of fluff. It just took purity of heart. Mm-hmm. And it said to the devil and it said to every construct and evil force that God is on our side. I'll never relent. I'll never quit. I'll never retreat. I'll stand before this temple where the pestilence, famine, swore to have a wise. I'll stand in the temple. I'll stand even when my feet are hurting. Stand when my knees are weak. I'll stand when I'm in ache and pain. I'm standing. Am I standing in a, in, 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 in a temple? Am I standing in a church? Am I standing in the ministry? No, I'm standing for the cause of Christ that's upon the ministry. And I want God to know that I'm faithful. I'm steadfast. I'm unmovable. I have too many, un, I got too many movable things. Hello? Movable things. Movable. Movable because the, that that root the, the, you, there's no root in there, and you got to strengthen that root. That root grows down, mm-hmm. and you understand it, it grows down. It's just like when you're building the building. If you're going to build a high-rise building, you know I understand it may be 50 feet tall, and everybody is seeing this wonderful spectacle of this architectural design and uh, extravaganza, but before you get to see its glory, you got to understand that there is miles of digging that is required because the higher up you go, the lower you got to get. Mm-hmm. Even your seed, your seed can never harvest until your seed first go into the ground and die, and you don't know your seed is dead until your seed meets or make covenant or an agreement with the dirt. You're going through hard time. Of course you're going through a hard time. What else is seed supposed to do? It goes through dirt. But every time you every time you go through your dirty season and God is trying to connect you, what happens is is before you can make that final level of covenant, you conk out and quit. You gotta learn to hold on. You gotta learn to hold your head up. You gotta learn to stick your chest out. You gotta just make up in your mind, I'm not gonna die. We got these little kids in our ministry, these little 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 babies, three, four. Yeah, they 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 try to run my ministry. They do. <laughs> I mean, they can they try. They do that. We war all the time. They they say yes, I say no. They say they say we gonna talk. I say no, I'm gonna be doing the talk. And when I'm talking, you not talking because I'm in charge. I'm in charge. That might upset you. That may make them mad. They get, but they understand that he's in charge. Mm-hmm. Because I understand that if I keep letting them be in charge, I don't get the strength I need, 
And not only do I don't get the strength, somebody else don't get the strength because I kept conking out when the temptation or when the or when the intimidation showed up. Mm-hmm. Them tears, I'm telling you, they will intimidate you. You can fuss all the way until they start crying. And when they start crying, that's when we tuck tail and run out. Look, I'd rather you cry than me cry because if I stand here affirming my belief, you'll stop crying one day and you'll become strong yourself and you'll understand mm-hmm. that life is about standing. You got to endure this and you got to first endure this first hour and a half of ministry and you got to learn to sit there. I was telling my son, I said, you got to sit there. But I don't have nothing to play with because sometimes life is not about game. And you got to learn to sit. And so I'm a bad leader if I'm teaching you to, to, to just, I said, son, you got to sit. But you don't understand, Daddy. I do understand. You got to sit. You got to stand. And you got to stand where there's hot. You got to stand where there's cold. You got to stand where there's winter or summer. You got to stand. All seasons are coming. And you got to be able to handle whatever weather comes your way. Hmm. You're not a victim. You are a victor. You are not the tail. You are the head. You are the head. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a, I don't know who I'm encouraging tonight, but you're more than a conqueror. You have the ability, the innate ability. It's in there. To win. You were born to get it done. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And and in his law he meditates day and night on that word. So that he may be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water because that word is so in him. He's planted. You remember in Psalm uh, 90, 92, I believe it is, 91, 92, he says that, he said, he that is planted, he said, he shall flourish. And even in his old age, the Bible says that he shall bear fruit. And in the courts of our God, he shall prosper or flourish. The courts are representatives of the auxiliaries or the departments of ministry. He says you can't flourish in those departments because, number one, is you're not planted. But once you get planted, then you can flourish in the things of God. Once you can be steadfast, because then you can be trusted with responsibility. But if the wind blows, we have the, the, the ability to, to, to stumble. Why is it that we, we stumble when the wind blows? Turn to Ephesians really quick. This ain't the message, but we're going to dive into it. Ephesians 4. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Ephesians 4. And... Excuse me, champ. Lord, heal these eyes of mine. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Ephesians 4. 
This is... And when you get there, let me know you got it. What if you just say Amen. All right, Ephesians 4, verse... Uh, oh, Lord. Let's start at uh, verse number 11. 11. I think I got reared tonight. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He gave, the no, he gave some. You see that? He said he gave yes, some. He didn't give, he, didn't, he, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some teachers, some evangelists. Now, what he's talking about is he's talking about this this Christ gift, where God or Christ through his uh, death, and when he went and yeah, of course he went and fought this fight with the enemy, and the Bible teaches you that he took back the keys from Satan, he took back the power from Satan, but he also took back the gifts from Satan. And one of the giftings that he gave that, that, that Christ unlocked was the gift of the the apostolic gifting. And he gave these gifts to men. And the men that he gave the gifts to were the body or the people of God. And so the scripture says that he gave some an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and these are gifts to you. These are gifts given to you, but they're given to you for a reason. One is I just tried to encourage somebody tonight, build somebody up in their faith. Understand that I know it's tough, but you can make it. I know it's tough, but you can make it. I'm trying to get you to celebrate too tonight, trying to get you to understand that you're worth celebrating, that everything you've done in your life hadn't always been bad. You didn't always fail. There are some monumental things that you have conquered and accomplished. You did it. Yes, you did it. You and God alone did that thing. You understand what I'm saying here? Continue to read, Brother Joe, verse number 12. Because this is the reason why he gave them to us. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, Mm -hmm. for edifying of the body of Christ. He said that he gave me an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, for the work of the ministry. He said that this, this, this that, that I, I'm waiting on the pastor to do the ministry, but the only reason that God gave me a pastor was so that the pastor could equip me, perfect me. That word perfect means mature you. Have you matured in your ability to stand? I know we matured in the areas of quoting, but do you have a backbone yet? Do you have some tenaciousness about you? Something that gets you up and drives you irregardless of what's going on in your world. Something that says, irregardless of how hard the wind blows, I'm going to get to the other side. Because this is the pastor's job, to pour into you that. And sometimes the enemy has us in such a way because we're being tossed. Continue. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but continue. Well, we all come 
till we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fulfillment of Christ. He said, till we all, that means he going to be here ministering somewhere, that, that level of ministry. He says, till we, till we basically, well, keep going. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slave. Stop right there. He said that, he stopped right there. He said that we don't be tossed to and fro. To and fro, which means that there there are winds out there that its assignment is is to keep you double-minded, is to keep you wavering, is to keep you one minute over here, next minute over there. One minute you're strong in your faith and your conviction and your pronouncement, then the next minute you're stumbling and fumbling and falling. He said, till we all go. Till, till we stop blowing, and, and he said, until we stop blowing. I'm going to read verse 14. It says, till, he said, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up. My job is to make sure you grow up. And there are some times that I massage you, and sometimes I say, you got to get your butt up and get in that game and win. You don't get to sit on the sideline today. I understand you're hurting, but there's a game going on, and you got to win. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? He said he gave me this to build me up so I could become knowledgeable enough, informed enough, so that I'm not tossed to and fro. I'm tossed to and fro because I don't have enough information. And one of the things I don't have enough information is about myself, number one. And that's why I move where anybody else wants me to move. That's why I do what everybody else wants me to do. That's why I do what life says I should do. Life don't control you. You're supposed to control it. Life, you're supposed to have thermostatic living. You understand, not thermometer living. Thermometer living means that you go with the temperature. Thermostat means you set the temperature. You set the gauge. What is tomorrow going to be like? What is your relationship with your, with, with, with your life? What's the relationship with your ministry? What's the relationship with your, with your God? Or are you tossed? Are you tossed to and fro by every wind, by every little doctrine, by the trickery of men? Are men coming in and polluting your direction, coming against your desires, where one minute you were sure, next minute you're not? If you're up and down, that means you are dipsuke, double-minded. He says, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of the simple plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up. And him who the head is Christ, 
from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body. In other words, if all the pieces of the body are healthy and working appropriately, guess what he say? He says that you can go to the next level. He says that that body will grow. If that body's not growing, that body's not growing because there is something that is malfunctioning. There is something that is not of the health measure. There is something that's not where it should be. Something is blowing. I don't know. The, the, the Bible talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Anybody want to shoot at what that armor is? What's one of the components of that armor? Anybody? A helmet. A helmet of salvation. And it's amazing that that's one of the first things. Is the breastplate of righteousness? Sword of the Spirit? The shoes. The feet prepared with the gospel. Preparation of gospel of peace. But notice there is no no rear armor. There's no rear armor. And there's a reason there's no rear armor. There's no rear armor because in the military warfare and, and such, what would happen was they would back together and then they would become like a shield for one another. In other words, you didn't watch your back because I had your back with my front. You, you understand what I'm saying? Likewise, I didn't have to watch my back because you had my back with your front. And when we back together, back up together, we're solid force together. But in order for us to be solid together, you got to be able to stand as an individual. Amen. I need to be able to know we're being built up, but we can't always build you up. Amen. What happens when I get wounded? I've been a pastor and I've been through some things. I've been through some life. And I recognize that everything I've been through. All right, somebody mute that. Whoever just turned your vehicle on mute. And so again, there's been times I've been through trouble. And I didn't. And, and there's people that will stand with you. And I tell people all the time that you know, even those people that like to be sick all the time, you know, they like the attention that comes through being sick or ill and that kind of thing. I tell you all the time. I said you can be sick, but don't stay sick too long, because those people will conk out. They'll come visit for a minute, but by the time winds start coming in their life, you won't be able to count on them. And I don't care how much I go through and how much people tell you they love you, they'll be with you temporarily. They'll be with you for a moment. When that wind kick in, and it don't have to be a major wind, it could be a simple wind in their life. It could be something, it could be a thought. It could be an impression. It could be anything, and they will waver. And David will have to strengthen himself. Mm-hmm. How does he do that? I take the information that I received from my apostolic gifts, and that's when I'm proving that I grew up. I grow up. It's time for me to grow up. It's time for me to grow up. 
Amen. Understand what I'm saying to you? I don't really think you do because, again, if God plays, he says every joint is supposed to supply something. Mm-hmm. And I want to do my part. If I am not of the level of the caliber, the strength caliber, that I can do my part, then I am taking instead of giving. And so, therefore, I am exacting strength instead of providing solution. And God called me to be an answer. There are times that I do get wounded. But, man, we need you, we need you to get that ankle injury fixed. Mm-hmm. We need you to get mm-hmm. that back problem together. Because we need you to help us push this thing. But we can't go. We only go as far as our strengths will take us. I need my my joints to work right so they can supply what the other joints need. And so now the other joints are not getting what they need because this joint is always taking from the joints. Mm -hmm. And there's got to come a point that we supply. And then and we got to allow the word of God to go in our in, in our psyche and move our minds so that we can become strong and not like children, tossed, children, immature, tossed, tossed. One minute we stand, the next minute we fall, the next minute I'm done with cigarettes, the next minute I'm just falling. One minute I love my church, next minute I'm falling. And it's all predicated based upon my emotions and what I thought. Mm. That means my I am mentally weak, mentally weak, and I am being taught by every wind of doctrine. He says here. He says, "From whom the whole body is knit together by what if every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share." causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. In the futility, that word futility means emptiness of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life that God intended for them to have because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to walk or work or uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ for if indeed you have heard from him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you would put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind so that you could put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not let the, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole still no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed. Somebody's driving, please mute. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. What is good for necessary edification, that is, 
that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Well, you don't understand. He didn't do this. Forgiving one another as God forgave you. Well, you don't understand. I think that she did this, and I know that forgiving one another as God forgave. But I have reason to be the way I am, and I just I just need to forgiving one another You understand what I'm saying to you? I was listening to the testimony tonight. And uh, I was listening to you. Well, not to the testimony. I was listening to you all share about Sister Shaneen. And we were talking about how she's been so helpful in building us. I hope that we return that same thing when it's time for Shaneen to be built. Because sometimes people assume, and I've been that minister, that because you're always the one encouraging that you don't need encouragement, that you just pick it up and move beyond and just keep it pushing, that people assume that you don't, that you just okay. You'd be surprised what these people work through just to get the blessing to you. Just trying to get you to a phone call. I got to spend days, weeks, just to get you to a phone call. How do I trust you when I'm going through my crisis? How do I trust your strength caliber that when I go through? Psalms 1. Blessed is the man. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the Lord. And his law, he meditates on it day and night. He is the one that should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in season. In its season. It brings forth fruit in its season. It brings forth fruit in its season. There's a time for planting. But there's also a time for yielding. Mm-hmm. There's a time that I'm strong. There are times that I'm weak. There are times that you're strong. There are times you're weak. But God forbid if we're all weak at the same time. Mm-hmm. My, my my strength moment is so that I can build somebody up that is weak. My weak moment is time that I receive receive strength from those that are strong. Which means that I do not preserve the right to always be weak. Especially if I'm going to be a part of the body. If it is dysfunctional, functional, or simply does not receive what it's supposed to receive, then I must amputate. Because now it is no longer beneficial, but now it is a hindrance. I'm trying to build a, a work for God. God himself 
and I understand what it takes to build that thing. And there are some, and, and one thing that I've lacked is that you have to have not, there are some people that are good maintainers where they maintain ministry. They're good for going into ministry that's already functional. But then there are people that are designed to birth ministry. And those birthers are those that are interceders. They're suppliers. They 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 have a level of strength. They, they because again, there's not a bunch of fluff and fanfare in that stage. You have to literally stand and move by faith. You have to see the end, Amen, from the beginning, and you stand, and you stand, and you have to be counted for. At the stage we're in now, it, it is very important that you have people that stand that you can count on. That you know beyond the shadow of a doubt. I don't care and unless they have their legs amputated, you, you know for sure they're gonna they're gonna be all right. Those are birthers. We have to birth birth it. We have to birth it. You have to have a word on it that you are steadfast with. You gotta have heard God. Not I, I like the man of God for right now. No, you gotta hear from God because you ain't gonna always like him. He says. So that you can be planted by rivers of water. So you can be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, because whatsoever they do prospers. The ungodly are light are, are not so but are like the chafe which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. They blow because they hear a word, but they don't have a word. Because when you got a word in you on a particular matter subject, or situation, that is your strength to stand. Lord, you are my strength. Strength like no other. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's reaching through me. You are my strength. See, that's God. When God strengthens you from the inside out, based upon your conviction, not my conviction, your conviction. Now you could be counted for, counted on, depended on. God can trust you because he knows that you've got that word in you. How do you know? Because you meditate on it. And therefore, you're like a tree, steadfast. Not looking for the next excuse, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Sometimes you get hit, sometimes you get weak. But you have to stop and say, hey, I got to stand on the word yeah. that I believe. I got to stand on my conviction, not my feeling right now. Yeah. What did I confess? I know what they, but what is my confession? Mm -hmm. And God honors my confession. He says, if you can get that word in you and stand on something, 
the reason nothing is prospering because you don't really have no word in you. Okay. And you're moving by every word because that's what wind is. Wind is just word. You move by what somebody said. A word. You just got the wrong word. You move based upon the circumstances. You you move based upon the letter. You move based upon the information, the invoice, whatever it is. When do we stand and say no until it becomes what God said is going to be? I'm not going to move. I'm not going to waver. I'm going to stay steadfast. Now, whatsoever, because I got to be able to do something. Because he said, if I meditate on that word, whatsoever I do will prosper. But I can't do nothing. If I'm weak, weary, wounded, and sad, I can't move. I've fallen and can't get up. God sent me to be a joint that supplies to another joint. And then that joint supplies to another joint. And that joint cannot supply unless that joint is healthy. If it's not healthy, it can't supply. And therefore, you're wondering what's wrong with your growth. It's stagnant because the joints are not healthy. Let's get strong tonight. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What do you celebrate about you that somebody else can deem as a secure place? Do you have a strong personality? Do you have a strong ability to commit? Are you a faithful person? Are you a joyous personality? What is it about you that you celebrate that other people can? I celebrate tonight that I'm strong, man. I'm really am. I'm really strong. I can take a licking. I'm an overcomer. I am. I'm confident. I'm overcomer. I don't quit when it gets tough, and I'm not afraid when everybody else disagrees. <laughs> I'm not. And so, therefore, those are strength that not only that I have, but those are strength that I offer. You understand? See, I mm-hmm. can't offer something I don't have. Likewise, you can't offer something you don't have. If you don't have strength, you can't give strength. And when you're building, you can't build unless you got material. What material do you have that we could utilize? What do you act, what do you have that we can say, hey man, I can depend on this? Who are you? I need at least three to four people to tell me tonight, hey man, something that you celebrate about yourself. Amen, Pastor Samantha. I'm a conqueror. I can celebrate my being a conqueror and strength. Amen. And again, before y'all get started, I don't want to. I'm not talking about what you know, what you're talking about by faith. I'm talking about something you know that you've experienced, that you have the fruit to to prove it. That you that you say I'm not 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 trying to be, but I am a conqueror. This is what I know I am. And because I'm a conqueror, that you can depend on this for me. As my sister, you can count on this. Because remember, you got my back armor. 
And I need you to know that. And you won't retreat, tuck, tail, or run. I need to know what I can count on. Hey, Master, this is Shanine. Um, one of my strengths is that I, I'm a woman of my word. Amen. Amen and amen. <laughs> That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful to know that and for it to bear witness with other people. And therefore, we know we can count on that to the point that, you know, nobody's 100%. But at least I know I'm going to get 100% effort. You might not reach it all the time. You may not be able to do it all the time. But at least I know that that person will give me 100% effort because that person has integrity. That person is a person of her word. He said, first of all, if you're going to be like a tree planted by rivers of water so that you get to the point that you can do whatever it is you so desire to do, you first got to have a word. What is your word to yourself concerning yourself? She says, I got to, she said, I, you depend on my word, man. If I say it, I'm going to do it. And if I didn't do it, I'm going to die trying to get it done. You would have to release me in the process. You understand? I appreciate that. I can, I, I, that's, that, that bears witness. That is obvious. It is apparent. God bless you. Someone else. Woo! That was good stuff. <laughs> Man, that was good. Someone else? Hmm. That's it. <laughs> Going what? Going to what? Good evening. This Good evening. I know that I'm persistent. Uh, persistent. Yeah. Yeah. I know that for us, I'm persistent. <laughs> It, let's use the word tenacious. You Amen. believe in you, you believe in going after it. You got tenacity. All champions got some level of tenacity about them. The moment you tell them they can't, they find a way that they can. <laughs> you, you tell Michael Jordan he's not gonna do it, he's gonna find a way to get it done. There's a highlight where he goes down, he dunks the ball. And the fan says, dunk on somebody your own size. And then he comes back down and he dunks on the center who is, is almost double his size. And he turns around and he says, is that big enough? <laughs> In other words, irregardless of the size or the opportunity or the opposition, I do not mm -hmm. retreat. I don't care what Goliath shows up. I'm tenacious. So that means if I got to study longer, I'm going to study longer. When I make up my mind, I'm going to lose weight, then I'm going to work out consistently. I'm tenacious. Mm -hmm. My pastor knows that about me. He knows I'm tenacious. You know, I won't quit. 
He knows that no matter how hard it get, and I'll say that about Sister Chanel. I'll say that about Sister Chanel. I'll say that about Sister Chanel. She's tenacious. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in her character. I, that agrees with me. She's so tenacious that she's willing to be obnoxious sometimes. In a good way. <laughs> but however, you need that in your life. You need people that got mm-hmm. that. That. And you can't be intimidated by it. Because sometimes, it, it, you know, it may buff at me a certain way. But at the end of the day, I know it's for my good. Mm-hmm. You've got to have tenacious people in your life that don't even let you move them. You see what I'm saying? If the higher up that God is trying to take you is usually where I will try you the most. Come and mm-hmm. see what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can depend on you. I can depend on you. Right now, I'm trying to figure out if I can depend on you. But God is God sees your faithfulness, and I want you to know that He never overlooks it, and that He is rewarding it. He is rewarding it. He is rewarding. I want to say thank you all for sharing that with us tonight. Wherever you are, you can give the people at Mass some, some love and encouragement. Amen. Amen. So I know that in my basket, in my basket, I got somebody who I could depend on. Somebody that believes in conquering it. Man that has the guts to confront it. Irregardless of the opposition. Hmm, what kind of cake can I make with them ingredients? <laughs> it's just that the Velma's strength, and from my observation, is her ability to love. Mm-hmm. She has an ability to love, love beyond measure, love beyond reason, love beyond what is likely. She can love. Everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't celebrate that for her. She got to celebrate that for her tonight. But I'm just pointing out something like that that, that I recognize in her. So if I had that in my basket, I could use that love. You mm-hmm. see I could use that love. I could use that love. Some people just know how to bring people together and make the whole environment charming and warm and loving and inviting. That's mm-hmm. a gift. Sister Carolyn has that gift to be able to just make an environment warm and friendly. You just kind of just love just being around her. If you've ever been in a group with her, you just like that she's in the group. She don't have to be the talker. She don't have to be the head voice. Just look. She has a way to just, you know, make a tough time. She knows how to soften a tough time. She can make it joyous and happy. Break up. She breaks up fallow ground. Mm. I want her to be able to celebrate that about herself. Because now when you're able to do that, then people are able to receive stuff. Receive. Sister uh, Tanya, she has the ability to bring comfort. Ability to restrict. But that comfort for a conquering general is very necessary especially when you're often demonized. You need somebody that has that maternal instinct that can put their arm around you and embrace you and say, Reverend, it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Tang has the ability to put her arms around you, and her hugs are so affectionate that they just break every heart. 